Here's our spy movie news for June 28, 2022. Hi, this is Dan Silvestri from SpyMovieNavigator.com and our show Cracking the Code of Spy Movies. Today we'll discuss the July releases for spy movies, yes, both in the theater and streaming, and we'll look at some ongoing projects like Spy Kids, MR9, and Face Off 2. And it's been a while, but we finally have not one, but two spy movies hitting theaters in July. Codename Banshee. The first to hit the theaters in July is on July 1st and is titled Codename Banshee. This movie stars Antonio Banderas, Jamie King, and Tommy Flanagan. It is one of those assassins versus assassins versus the CIA type of movies. We've seen this type of plot in numerous movies and feel it's a bit similar to the protege at high level. We're intrigued to see what they do with this and how they try to make it unique. Codename Banshee will have a limited theatrical release as well as a streaming video-on-demand release on the same day. The Gray Man. All right, the second spy movie to hit theaters this July is The Gray Man. We've been talking about this movie with you since at least February 2021. Well, this Netflix movie is finally here on July 15th in theaters. It has a fantastic cast of Ryan Gosling, Ana de Armas, Chris Evans, Jessica Henwick, Reggae Jean Page, and more. The official tag for this one is, quote, When a shadowy CIA agent uncovers damning agency secrets, he's hunted across the globe by a sociopathic rogue operator who's put a bounty on his head, unquote. All right, The Gray Man is based on a book with the same title from an 11-book series. The hope is that a series of movies will be created based on the books. Netflix, as it has done recently with their more expensive-to-produce movies, will release The Gray Man in theaters a week before it starts streaming. This time, however, they're giving us advance notice that there is a theatrical release. That's great. Given that this is the most expensive movie Netflix has ever done, like $200 million, it makes sense to try to pull in some theatrical revenue. We appreciate that as viewers. We'd rather watch most action-based spy movies in a theater rather than in our own home theaters. Streaming spy movies to be released in July. All right, here we go. Netflix. On July 1st, in the U.S., Netflix will release two spy movies that have been released in the past. Called a Spy. This is a 2019 movie. It tells a story of a real intelligence officer, Vera Atkins, who was a recruiter for Churchill's Secret Army. We've seen this movie and recommend it. Let us know what your thoughts are. A Call to Spy is also being released on IFC Films Unlimited on July 6th. Catch me if you can. This 2002 movie stars Tom Hanks and Leonardo DiCaprio. It's about a real guy, Frank Abagnale, who was a con man and a money forger. Tom Hanks is the FBI agent who has to catch Frank. Then, on July 22nd, Netflix will stream The Gray Man. Hulu has one spy movie and one spy series in its releasing schedule for July. On July 1st, they will release the 1997 movie, The Man Who Knew Too Little. The tagline for this comedy spy movie is, quote, He's on a mission so secret, even he doesn't know about it, unquote. The movie stars Bill Murray and is a comedy drama. Then on July 29th, Hulu is releasing the complete series called The Americans. This series has 75 episodes, so it will be quite a binge to watch it all. But this was an excellent spy series. 
The Americans is about Russian agents who assimilated into U.S. life for years, trying to be a married couple with kids while spying for Russia. It was based on a true story of a spy ring called The Illegals. The Americans is starring Carrie Russell and Matthew Reese. We think this is a series any spy movie fan will enjoy. All right, Amazon Prime is adding four spy movies in July. The 1988 Deborah Winger, Tom Berenger movie, Betrayed. Then two Tom Clancy movies, 1992's Patriot Games, and the 2002 movie, The Sum of All Fears. And the 2019 spy movie, The Mongolian Connection. The Kite Runner. All right, finally, although this one is not a spy story, we've talked about this movie, The Kite Runner, in our two-part interview with the director of photography for Quantum of Solace, Roberto Schaefer. Well, The Kite Runner is coming to Broadway. The play had a two-season run in London's West End. Previews start July 6th at the Hayes Theater on Broadway and will open at the Hayes Theater in New York on July 21st. This is a limited engagement that will run through October 20th, 2022. All right, upcoming spy movie projects. Face Off 2. Okay, this is another project we've been talking about for a while. We've been asking, will it be a sequel or a new story? Will Nicolas Cage or John Travolta be in it? And what's going on with this thing? (laughs) Well, an article on movieweb.com has the following as its subheader. Face Off 2 seems to be moving along, but will not go forward until it can live up to the legacy of the original movie. Um, well, we say, (laughs) good luck with that. That's a tall order due to the excellent interplay between Travolta and Cage in the original. But we hope you do it. It appears that the director, Adam Wingard, has said that the new film will be, quote, an absolute sequel, unquote, to the hit original. Well, we'll have to wait to see what happens here. All right, this is big news. We can never get enough Mission Impossible 7 news, can we? Even though we have to wait until July 14th next year, 2023, to see it. Oh, wait, the name is now Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1. That's Mission Impossible 7. That title is really almost as long as the wait. Anyway, we know that Tom Cruise does many of his own stunts for his character, Ethan Hunt. Well, it looks like Haley Atwell, who plays a character named Grace, had to do some stunts too. She gave an interview at the recent Awesome Con. Most of the 44 minutes were talking about her MCU character, Agent Carter, and other roles. However, at about eight minutes in, someone asked her about her stunts in the upcoming Mission Impossible movie. It's an interesting watch. So... She's very complimentary to Tom Cruise and his quest for perfection, although she says more. The highlight that we'll call out is when she said that she, quote, backflipped over a bridge, jumped off backward off a moving train, a lot of running uphill in high heels while handcuffed to Mr. Cruise, unquote. Given how intense Tom Cruise is while running, that had to be a challenge. You can find the interview on YouTube by searching for Haley Atwell, Peggy Carter panel. There you go. Choose the one from AwesomeCon 2022. You can also find the link in our episode notes on our website, spymovienavigator.com, if you want to see the whole interview. The Gray Man. We mentioned The Gray Man before. Well, now that the movie is almost here, it's time for a bit of hype, right? Omaze.com is a website that does charity fundraising and occasionally has celebrities involved. Well, they recently held a raffle that ended yesterday, June 27th, with a chance to go to the Gray Man premiere, stay at a four-star hotel, and get pictures with Chris Evans and Ryan Gosling. The winner won't be announced until July 13th, 
The goal is to help Christopher's haven with homes for kids with cancer. Many movies have these types of activities, and Omaze is one of the bigger sites that manages them. If you have an upcoming movie you're interested in, it's worth taking a look at omaze.com to see if they have a drawing you might like. We here at Spy Movie Navigator and our Cracking the Code of Spy Movies podcast show have no affiliation with Omaze, but we have entered and have donated with previous drawings. Well, in May, Netflix released their trailer for The Gray Man. Now, Netflix has released an exclusive clip of a scene from The Gray Man. The clip includes Ryan Gosling, Chris Evans, and Ana de Armas. You can search YouTube for The Gray Man and see both the trailer and this exclusive clip. Well, we're still a couple of weeks away before The Gray Man hits the screen, but Empire Online talked with Ryan Gosling about his character, Cortland Gentry, codenamed Sierra Six. It sounds like Gentry has a similar feel to Harry Palmer in the Len Dayton series in that he was taken from prison and and put into a spy organization here, the CIA. So he's a reluctant spy we often talk about in spy movies. Gosling tells Empire Online, quote, what I liked about this character is that he wants something that most of us want, which is just to be free, unquote. And then again, he says, in almost every scene, we tried to set it up so that he was at a disadvantage. And it becomes about watching him use whatever is in his environment to gain leverage. Gosling also tells us that he loved making the movie and would love to do another. We bet that if this movie is successful, he'll get a few more spins at Sierra 6. Empire's summer preview has Gosling and Evans on the cover. The Gray Man is set again for release on July 15, 2022, followed by its release on Netflix on July 22nd. Slow Horses! We mentioned that this Gary Oldman series had been picked up by Apple Plus for a second season. Well, according to Variety, it has been picked up for a third and fourth season. The series is based on the spy book series Slough House, which was authored by Mike Herron. Season 1 was called Slow Horses and was based on the book of the same name. Season 2 is based on the book Dead Lions. Season 3 is based on the book Real Tigers. And finally, Season 4 will be based on the book Spook Street. We're happy to see that the series has been picked up for three more seasons. We thought that Season 1 was very well done and are looking forward to the next three seasons. Spy Kids! We mentioned in our April Spy Movie News that Netflix was rebooting the Spy Kids franchise. Well, now we know some of the actors for the movie. An article on Deadline.com tells us that Gina Rodriguez, Zachary Levy, Everly Carganilla, and Connor Esterson are signed. The article also tells us that the latest Spy Kids chapter is set after the children of the world's greatest secret agents unwittingly help a powerful game developer unleash a computer virus that gives him control of all technology leading them to become spies themselves to save their parents and the world. We like the first Spy Kids movie and hope this reboot takes hold. We're big fans of spy movies for kids to help them get excited about the whole genre. MR9. This could be a long series if it's successful. We know that James Bond movies are or were based on the writings of Ian Fleming. Fleming wrote 14 novels or short stories that were the inspiration, of course, for the movies. Well, Bangladeshi writer Kaze Anwar Hussein wrote over 500 novels, including a series of books on a spy named Masood Rana. They were supposedly influenced by the James Bond series. Production has started on a movie based on his first book in the Rana series. Rana has the codename MR9, 
which is where the movie gets its title. Rana will be played by Bangladeshi actor ABM Schumann. Frank Grillo has signed on to play Rana's nemesis. Joining them will be Michael Jai White, Matt Passmore, and Remy Grillo. Yes, that's Frank's son. For those of you who listened to our interview with Bridget Millar, and if you haven't, you should, it's terrific. She was Dr. Vogel, Inspector in In No Time to Die. We talked about a short movie she did with Matt Passmore called Knox. Passmore was great in that, so it will be fun to see him in MR9. Industry news, the Wasp Network. Three years after the movie The Wasp Network 2019 was released, Netflix is being sued for defamation of character. The Wasp Network was based on the book The Last Soldiers of the Cold War and is about a group called Cuban Five that infiltrates Cuban exile groups in Miami. It had been previously sued by Ana Martinez over her character's portrayal. The defamation suit was brought by Jose Balsuto, who is the leader of a group called Brothers to the Rescue. Quote, the film is an obvious attempt to rewrite and whitewash history in favor of the communist Cuban regime and is factually inaccurate, unquote, the complaint states. Again, quote, the film portrays the Cuban Five as courageous heroes who were simply defending their homeland. In reality, the Cuban Five were a spy network that produced actionable intelligence, enabling the Cuban government to commit extrajudicial killings, unquote. The suit claims that Netflix portrayed him as a puppet of the United States and as a traitor to Cuba. It adds, quote, This portrayal of Mr. Balsuto, Brothers to the Rescue, and the Cuban exile community was deliberately calculated to create two clear and unmistakable villains for the film, unquote. Balsuto is trying to get an injunction, either barring Netflix from carrying the espionage movie or to force edits of the scenes and have Netflix delete references to this being based on true events. You can read the details of the whole suit on HollywoodReporter.com. Netflix did not respond to Hollywood Reporter's request for comment. This could be interesting. The Glastonbury Festival. The Glastonbury Festival had its post-COVID restart after a two-year pause. Although this festival isn't a spy movie, Glasto, as it is colloquially called had a big presence in Kingsman, the Golden Circle. And at this year's festival, two singers with a Bond history performed. On Friday night, Billie Eilish took to the Pyramid stage. Eilish won the 2022 Academy Award for Best Original Song for the theme song to No Time to Die. Then on Saturday night, Sir Paul McCartney took the stage. McCartney delivered the first James Bond theme song to be nominated for an Academy Award. Of course, we're talking about Live and Let Die. So this music festival has some nice spy movie props to its name. In Memoriam. Today's In Memoriam unfortunately has one actor and four behind-the-camera workers who've had an impact on spy movies. Philip Baker Hall. The veteran actor Philip Baker Hall has passed away at the age of 90. He had a 50-year acting career in both TV and movies. TV fans will most likely remember him for his roles on Seinfeld and Modern Family. Spy movie fans will remember him as Defensive Secretary Becker in The Sum of All Fears and U.S. Attorney General Ward in Air Force One. Isidoro Raponi. Mechanical effects artist Isidoro Raponi passed at the age of 76. His work on special effects and the art department was seen in Alien, E.T., The Extraterrestrial, Close Encounters of the Third Kind, The Running Man, The Green Mile, The Shawshank Redemption, and others. 
In the spy movie world, he worked on Argo and The Hunt for Red October. Mary Routh, costume designer Mary Routh, died at age 87. Her work is seen in 30 movies and TV shows. In the spy movie world, she was costume designer for the 1998 movie Ronin. Duncan Henderson, producer-director Duncan Henderson, died at the age of 72. He was nominated for the 2004 Best Picture Academy Award, along with Samuel Goldwyn Jr. and Peter Weir for the movie Master and Commander of the Far Side of the World. In the spy movie world, he was the first assistant director, second unit, on the 1985 movie The Man with One Red Shoe. Well, that's a wrap. This has been Dan Sylvester from SpyMovieNavigator.com and our show Cracking the Code of Spy Movies. Please subscribe to our show right now and subscribe to our YouTube channel, Cracking the Code of Spy Movies. We've got some great videos there. We just put one up. It's the one about Ian Fleming saying that, hey, I never intended Bond to be likable. And we have video showing how the movies back up Ian Fleming's claim. Check it out. Check us out on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, too. Thanks for listening. We appreciate it.